Hello, and welcome to Kids Breathe Better, a podcast series designed to give parents and caregivers helpful tips and strategies to maintain their child's asthma symptoms. Please welcome our host, Jody Stabinski, a pediatric nurse practitioner. She has over 35 years of experience working with kids with asthma and other pulmonary concerns at the outpatient clinic at Penn State Hershey Children's Hospital. She also is a pediatrics instructor for the Family Nurse Practitioner Program and educates professional groups on a national level. Today, Jody will discuss childhood asthma and how parents and patients can partner with healthcare professionals for better care. This podcast episode is designed for educational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Thanks for joining us today. Now, we'll turn it over to Jody. Hi, everybody. For today's discussion, I have Ari's mom, Peggy. Hi, thank you for having me. You're welcome, and thanks for coming. We're going to talk about parents and caregivers and how they are partnered with providers such as myself. My name is Jody, and we're going to talk about pediatric asthma and how partnering with your provider can help not only keep them out of the hospital and emergency rooms, but keeping them breathing well and an active life. So I'm going to give some background. Um, Ari is now nine and a half and she has asthma and she is actually extremely active. Um, she has moderate persistent asthma and she's on a daily controller and she does have triggers that happen and some of it's allergy related, some of it can be emotional and some of it actually is illness related such as a viral cold or any of those lovely germs that are out there that make us sick breathing wise. So Peggy, you and I have known each other for a while and I'm Ari's provider in her asthma care and try to control her as, as best we can. You have done a great job in caring for her at home. So what would you say is important as we as a team work with Ari, because now she's older and she can tell us and has no qualms about telling us True. how she's feeling and she wants to be active. So what would you say is some important things for the team to remember when we care for Ari or when we care for any child with asthma? Well, first of all, she wants to do everything everybody else does, okay? And she doesn't want people to even know that she has asthma, truthfully. Like, she doesn't want to be seen with her inhaler. She doesn't want to have to stop and take her inhaler. So it's vital that she takes her meds as prescribed and we rely on the whole team to get her through. What do you do? Like, I know when, when she comes to see me, right? we talk together and I talk directly to, to her, her to explain to her um, why it's important. We did have a, an episode where and every child sometimes, not every child, but some people go through this. Um, especially as they get closer to the preteen years, that they don't want to be um, individualized as knowing that they have to carry around something that they have to use in order to be able to be as active as they can be. 
so they get really self-conscious and I know she was not wanting to take her meds for a little bit and her and I did talk together as part of the team it's it's yes she is the direct person that this affects but she also has to be um, able to put some input into this and have a little bit of control so we talk about you know her medications is it hard for her sometimes to have to take her meds every day yes she she's not able to swallow pills yet we've practiced and practiced but she still can't swallow a pill so we have a routine where in the morning she takes her um, Benethical. She takes it with yogurt. She takes her Prilosec with yogurt. She takes her allergy meds. That's a liquid, so there's no problem. Um, that's okay because that seems to be in the morning. That's fine. She'll have her breakfast. She has her little routine. She goes off to school. And do you watch her take her inhalers? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because a lot of people I know, they're busy, you know, it's really important for us as a provider to find out are we still having a good technique in, in properly using those inhalers. So that's a good thing. Yes. And when we're here, Dana, who's a big part of our team. Respiratory therapist. Yes. Makes sure that she's doing it right. Mm -hmm. she, you know, she'll check and she'll, she shows her that she's doing it right. And she's also moved up from the yellow spacer. The mask yeah, spacer to the, to the mouthpiece, right. Right, and I think that makes her feel a little better, but she's still not ready just to use the inhaler itself. Well, you never want to do that. You want to use a spacer, okay. always. Well, it, but the blue makes her feel a little better. Good. Than the yellow, um, but yes, in the morning we have our routine. Everything's sitting out on the island and it's I'm right there with her now nighttime she's very active as you said she's uh, cheerleading field hockey piano violin um, constantly on the go basketball gymnastics so um, we carry our spacers with us everywhere we go I have them downstairs I have them upstairs in her bedroom I have them in the car I also have her nebs her neb her machines her mm -hmm. neb um, within reach <laughs> at all times and she has two rescue inhalers that she can use she does um, two different ones and we have talked through the years what they're used for and then we create a plan that I write down for you Probably not in the best handwriting, but you Ooh, get it. Funny, yeah. um, and then the asthma action plan that goes to school that, that every child who goes to school should have. So do you find it helpful that, especially when things are not working well, that you are the mom and you are the advocate and you call me as the provider and say, hey, this is not working? I do. It's helpful, though, to have a written plan. Yes. And you feel, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you feel comfortable enough to say, hey, this is not working? Yes. Oh, definitely. Because I, the last thing I want her to do is struggle. Yeah. I mean, and there's nothing more concerning when your child can't breathe. I mean, it's, it's devastating to watch and to listen to. It just feels like uh, it goes on forever and it's, 
And, and we as providers need to be open to that. Uh, what I say, and it's been a long time since you first met me, mm -hmm. but I tell parents or caretakers or whoever is that role that we're a team. I can put some of the medical pieces together, assess them and do all that good stuff. But you as the mom or the primary caretaker or the dad is the expert in their children. So you see what goes on, you see what works, you see what doesn't work. And it's really important to be able to, to approach the provider and say, hey, this, this isn't working. We need to do something different. Or can you speak to Ari and explain to her why this is important? Exactly. And it's also with the nighttime meds, she takes her inhaler, she takes her benethical, and she also has her fluticasone. So the nasal spray. Yes. Right. So all of that is sitting up on her dresser where her nighttime routine is to take that. Now there are times when she's thoroughly exhausted, gets her shower, and just looks at me like if you bring it even over here, you're you know, <laughs> yeah. you're in trouble. But we do. We talk about it and we say now, you know, Jody, this prescribes this, you know that you need it, your lungs need it. And she's like, I don't feel like taking it, but there's, she knows she needs it. And sometimes it's a fight, I'm not gonna lie, because she's nine and a half, she's exhausted. So I'll start to like, I'll just, will you lay down and I'll just give you that, you know, the inhaler and then she'll just take it. But she's, not happy about taking the pill because she'll have to go get yogurt and do all that but she does now does she get that night time every single night there are some misses i'm not going to tell you any different right once in a blue moon once or twice she will miss um, on vacation we pack it all up she knows what to pack and we also take her nebulizing machine because in my opinion, when she's struggling like that and she's grasp, gasping for air, I, that's my go-to. Right. Because I feel that that works exceedingly well in that time frame. Great. And, and it's been successful. I oh, mean. it's very successful. And it's easy, it's quick, it's fast. And I hand that to her and it's just, to me, it's the, it's the quick fix. It's... Right. You know right away it's my go-to and I have one uh, machine downstairs and I went in her bedroom great so. so do you feel that you had providers that you didn't feel comfortable talking to or they weren't receptive of suggestions or or anything like that because you're pretty good about advocating for her um, never never with with you or the clinic or Good. any of her nurses. Everybody is so, they work so well as a team. They Good. really do. They know her and she's comfortable with them. Like she will leave and go with Dana, the respiratory therapist to do her pulmonary function study. And she doesn't hesitate like, right. and she knows we're, we're coming to see you and that's right. fine, you know. So this is, 
basically part of her routine. She knows since she was little. Right. You had her, what, three months old, maybe? Yes. yes. Yeah. So she knows. This is just part of her routine. She knows that she needs to come here. She knows she needs her med. But she knows how it is not to breathe well. She does. Yeah. And it's concerning and and it's scary for her. And you even set us up with the, um, the, what were the ladies in the... Speech therapy, yes. Speech therapy ladies. Yes. And um, we went there for those appointments. We had two appointments and we did two telemeds. They gave her some suggestions on when she feels like she's having an asthma attack to do different breathing techniques. Um, We tried, we weren't successful. And, uh, but it's out there. You always have the newest, the latest, the best things to offer her. And uh, we appreciate that because you know, it's scary. It really is when you see them gasping like that. Right. Well, and I think, too, it's really important for them to make the decision knowing what it's like without taking care of themselves. You know, right. and, and knowing how these meds can can make a difference. And, you know, everything that we give to children so, you know, doesn't work all the time for everybody. It's not just a recipe, here you go. We might have to tune True. the things. Yes, because um, she was switched to the Symbacort. That, I believe, made a difference. Now, as she gets older, I expect that things will be different, too. But, um, you know, she takes this, the Symbacort's nice. She takes that right. and, and cleans her mouth. Um, the other thing is you always know when she needs a steroid, which doesn't happen often, but when she's in extreme distress and we get her in here, thank God the team can, Jenny, you know, I call her and she gets contact with you. Well, we've had some very strange viruses out there these days. And, and, um, COVID and a lot of things going on, people getting sick. But I want to go back to when you said about, um, you know, I say, this is how I explain it. Life happens. Nobody's perfect. You know, everybody is living their lives. And if we try, for the most part, to get these meds in, and, you know, some people get really tired by the end of the day, so take them a little earlier, you know. But I think it's good that that it's okay once in a while that you you just aren't perfect and that's okay i'd say people you know i'll ask a child or i'll ask a teenager do you think you're about 50 percent adherent to these meds you know again depending on where they're at well let's add you know 10 more percent or let's go to 80 percent but i never say 100 percent because life happens yeah you know and then you're stressing out about that and it's like no you just need to do it and get it as much as you can and it it really has done I think wonders for her. I mean, she's active. She's very active. And there's times when um, she will, when she's out on the field, she will come to the car and she's like, my inhaler. I mean, I know when she comes back to me, because I never leave her, never, um, she'll come to me and I know exactly what she needs. She'll take her inhaler she'll get some water and she'll go right back to the field. 
um, gymnastics the same way. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I will carry them, but I'll carry them that, like, in here so people don't see them because I respect the fact that that's her, she has this, okay? Right. And she was born so early, as you know. But I also respect that she doesn't need everybody to know her story, and she will tell you that. And, and you respect that. Yeah, that's, and I that's do. And that's being respectful of the team member. Exactly. For lack of a better description, yes, she's a child, yes, she's a patient, but she's the reason we're doing all Exactly, this. and she doesn't need every, she doesn't want, she's shy, she doesn't want everybody to, to know that she needs these meds, and we do, we carry, you know, the three of them but she'll come to me when she needs me and she will um, get her inhaler and then she runs back to the field she has her meds she comes to me she gets them and she, what can I say she's she just doesn't want people to know I all know the time but she's good but for the most good. part she she doesn't need her rescue usually right not usually but like I said we have everything on standby right. and she but the thing that I applaud her the most for is that she's had so much education here with the team that she knows when she's in trouble and the fact of the matter is when she's in school she knows and she knows how to get right to that nurse right. and what to do so I mean that speaks volumes for the team for you for everybody because she's educated on it and it's not the fact that, okay, I have this and I don't want, you know, I'd rather stand out here and not, you know, be able to breathe, but she goes right to it, so. So for those people listening that are, are really struggling to want to be the advocate or want to be part of the team and are fearful, because sometimes when people walk into a doctor's office or a provider's office, they clam up, you know, they, especially if the people aren't welcoming. But for the most part, I think we've learned as providers that we, we are a team and we have to respect, especially parents' input. What would you say to those parents that are a little hesitant um, to give them some confidence in to be a, an active and vocal team per, per person? Well, First of all, it's your child. It's you want the best for your child, and asthma is not something you want to play with. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's a very serious thing, um, but it's your child. So you would want to give as much information information as you can, and advocate for them. I understand you might be concerned that you don't have the medical knowledge or the medical terminology, or you might feel intimidated with the white coat or whatever, but just basic communication, tell them, make a chart, make, write down what happens, how many times they're having their, you know, asthma attacks and um, where you are, is it outside, could it be, you know, in relationship to allergies or mm -hmm. whatever what is what brings it on you don't have to be perfect you don't have to know medicine you don't have to be um, 
proficient with terminology, but just be aware. Know what know your child as you do, and just relax and work with the team and be a big part of the team and it'll all come together. It really will. That's great insight. I appreciate yeah. that, Peggy. Well, thank you. I'm going to wrap it up. It went quick. Yeah. It did, so I appreciate it. I hope all of you that are listening get some good information out there that make a difference and your child does breathe easier. Thank you for listening to Kids Breathe Better. This episode was brought to you by Allergy and Asthma Network in support of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Exhale, technical package to control asthma and reduce emergency room visits. Our next episode will discuss practical tips and strategies to care for your child with asthma. If this episode was helpful to you, please subscribe and leave a review. For more information, visit our website at allergyasthmanetwork.org.